You are listening to The Mark Milton Show with Smash. Hosted by former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton, the STL tax lawyer. Here's Mark Milton. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope. Yeehaw, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios with Sally here on the ones and twos on the board. Welcome, Sally. Welcome, Smash, to the Mark Milton Show in the Miller Furniture Studios. Now, I'd like to apologize for being a couple minutes late. I thought I was in great shape because I saw this old driver going about 23 in front of me. I thought, great, I'm behind Smash. <laughs> and lo and behold, the driver goes straight, I go right, and then I see Smash's actual car. Well, honestly, Sally, I feel like two to three minutes late for you is really on time. So well, I'm, in actually, radio, I'm actually pleased with your arrival time today. Yeah, well, in radio, we always have the top of the hour news and breaks. That's so right. the key is getting there in time to hit that first button. So if we were live on the radio, we'd be going right at you know, three after the hour. So, well, we're all here. Hit the button. We're all relatively healthy. Smash. Yep. How are we doing today? I, uh, without have, getting into too many uh, details. I, I had, uh, well, I, I wound up, I had nasal surgery. <laughs> oh so God. I have a sponge and a balloon in my nostril here. You can't even notice it. <laughs> so if I sound like Bob Dylan today, it's because of that. Well, we're glad to have you. We missed him. He wasn't oh, here. In the oh, last absolutely. Weeks. And I can guarantee that Smash isn't fibbing about the surgery because I intentionally didn't bathe today and he didn't even notice. Oh, that's terrific. <laughs> well, we were a rudderless ship without you, Smash. So it's good to have you back in the Miller Furniture Studios. Miller Furniture with locations, as you know, in Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and Ellisville. And I don't know if you saw this on Facebook. Pretty cool. Miller Furniture has actually partnered with the St. Louis Cardinals and I saw uh, furnished their broadcast booth. Yeah. The John, uh, uh, John, where John Rooney and yeah, the and, Mike Shannon yeah, booth. Right. Is that what it's? Yeah, the Mike. That's what I was thinking. The Mike Shannon booth. And boy, is that a palatial booth, isn't it? Have is you it? seen it? This yeah. furniture. They've got pictures on Facebook. It looks awesome. Pretty cool. So Miller Furniture, not only the studio sponsor here, the Mark Milton Show, but yeah. also furnished the Mike Shannon. Uh, broadcast booth over Pretty at Bush good. Stadium. Pretty good Pretty stuff. Good. Yeah. Um, and you can check them out anytime, MillerFurniture.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Furniture.com. Again, with the three showrooms, Belleville Lake, St. Louis, and Ellisville, you can shop online anytime at MillerFurniture.com. Smash, I, you felt like you were about to say something before I cut you off with my... Uh, maybe I was glad I cut no, you off. No, man, I'm, I'm cool. I'm just glad to see the, the whole crew back again. Yeah, it feels good. The triumvirate here. It, fe- it feels good to be back, right. in, back in the Miller Furniture Studios. Big week, tw- Twitter smash, yeah, Elon that, Musk. Man. I mean, the, out- the 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 left's outrage over this is really quite something to behold. Would you agree? I would have to say it's uh, phenomenal, and the beauty of it is that it's uh, a weapon that they had that now they have to understand that there's another weapon coming back at them. That's a weapon of truth. Well, here's the thing about Elon Musk. It's like I never have viewed him as a overly political person right yeah, he's, been a, he's been a he's been an entrepreneur it's kind of i actually read a book about him it was really fascinating it was an unauthorized biography about his his life and business history i mean he was one of the co-founders of paypal i don't know if you yeah, knew that um, really started spacex before getting into tesla and yeah. really on a number of occasions almost went bankrupt spacex had you know a ton of failures before they finally you know got it right and now they've basically they are the, you know, NASA outsources their rocket production to yes, SpaceX. Right. I mean, it's that's kind right. of incredible. Yes. May I ask you a question? You're the St. Louis tax attorney, all right? STLTaxAttorney.com. How did a guy get so rich, man? I mean, how how does he become the multi-billionaire that he could spend $45 billion to buy the Twitter? Well, a lot of it has to do with IPOs and the stock, right? So when he... He had a company, I think it was called like X.com, and it was a payment processor. And uh-huh. that got purchased for, or that got purchased by or acquired by PayPal. PayPal obviously paid a lot of money for that company. Yeah. He then owned shares in PayPal, which later got purchased by eBay. And as part of that deal, I think that's when he really became well, really, that's how it a billionaire. Up, but then he used yeah. that money to help fund. Yeah. SpaceX and Tesla, which Tesla, by the way, also had its struggles and and frankly almost I went remember. under. Yeah. Um, and and so, I think most of his wealth, if you think about it, is really 
not liquid. I mean, he sold off a huge chunk of yeah. Tesla uh, in order to be able to, and then there was, you know, Senator Warren came yes. after him for not paying taxes. Well, he I paid remember. a tremendous amount of tax when he sold his shares in Tesla, which created a long-term capital gain for him. But up until the time you sell the stock, you really don't have tax, <clears throat> excuse me, taxable income until you actually sell the stock and realize the gain. Uh. So for Twitter, I mean, even this okay. Twitter purchase, he's paying what, 40, 50 billion for Twitter. Yeah. He's financing that. And I think the financing is probably backed up by, you know, the, other, the assets he owns, which is his stock yeah. and SpaceX and Tesla. I mean, he's a fascinating guy. He really, like, he's kind of a minimalist. If you read about him, I, yes. I don't know that he has a house. Yeah. He's been married several times. He's got like eight. He kids. lives with people is what they said. Well, I said, read about I mean, or and, I with and he, he may be thinking, Hey, I'm going to end up on Mars. I'm going to, he's going to be like the first colonist of Mars. Wow, that would be something. Um, but it's, it's a fascinating story. And I guess, again, I go back to like, this really shouldn't be partisan. Like his desire yes, for Twitter that's right. to, you know, be a level playing field, a place where people can, you know, say what they want, not be yeah. banned and things shouldn't be partisan, but of course it is. Oh, it's sad how that's become. And I agree with what the left's trying to do and eliminate fake news, but we still have a freedom of speech, even if it's the freedom to be wrong. Since when do we as the consumer... When were we absolved of our responsibility to vet our sources? Maybe it was easier back in the day when you had three television channels and a few radio networks. But when is it up to us to realize, okay, this is legitimate. This is a bona fide recognized organization versus some Yahoo who's posting (laughs) superfactualinfo.org from their basement and just making stuff up where you don't know. At some point, we need to take individual accountability for ourselves to be able to filter. Now, for somebody like a Donald Trump, that should have come maybe from the government or through checks and balances. But what? I don't what, do you, what do you mean by that? Oh, I'm I'm saying if there was a problem with him spewing out fake information, then but there see should... that's the problem. Who defines what is yeah, fake or exactly. misinformation? Exactly, yeah. and and there isn't anything. I'm just saying if there is a way to do it, there are other ways. But it is not up to Twitter to say, okay, you can post this, you can post that, unless for some reason there's a threat where they could be held liable, where they're putting other health and safety in jeopardy. Well, see, that's, okay, so if you want to talk about, you know, it's like the First Amendment, right? The, the exception is you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. Yes. Okay, if there are circumstances like that where someone is making, you know, real threats against someone's life or, you know, safety, that's a different story. This idea of misinformation and you have, people like Mark Zuckerberg and others who are defining what that means is ridiculous because you could say everything that the CDC and Tony Fauci said for the last two years was misinformation. Go back to March of 2020 masks. You you don't need masks. Well then what? Three months later, everyone needed masks. So like, where do you, how do you define misinformation? This talk of, Oh, it's X amount of days. You have to quarantine. All all these things are just arbitrary. And in, in my opinion, the CDC is a great example. I mean, They've lost all credibility. People still, for whatever reason, listen to them. Tony Fauci, he's back on the news yeah, now right. talking about, first he says the pandemic's over, and now he's saying it's not. Yeah. Like, I don't really understand how you define misinformation, and it shouldn't be defined. And a place like Twitter, people should be smart enough or have, have their own, you know, decide for themselves what they should or shouldn't, you know, believe. That's how Twitter should operate, and that's what I think Elon Musk will do with Twitter. He will unleash the chains of all these little alerts that, you know, remember Facebook yeah. was putting these little alerts. Anytime somebody posted about, you know, COVID or whatever, you know, vaccines or whatever the case may be, they would create this little disclaimer. It's like, just get rid of that. Let people figure it out for themselves. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I thought it was ridiculous even during COVID when people said, well, I thought it was fake because I read Facebook. You know what? That is on you. That is your fault. We need to be better as a society at vetting our information and making our own informed decisions. Well, here's a clip. This dweeb on MSNBC is, I mean, I, I, this was like circulated all over the internet, but I thought it was really hilarious because I'll just play the clip and then we'll react. On all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees. Or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. So here's this guy on MSNBC 
describing exactly what Twitter did, what Facebook did, what Google did prior to the 2020 election. Yeah. Right? In right. terms of exactly shadow right. banning yeah, right. and banning the New York Post story about Hunter Biden, which is now proven to be 100% true. It was a real story. It wasn't fake news. It wasn't Russia disinformation. It was a real story about Hunter Biden leaving his laptop at a place, that guy going through it, finding all this stuff, turning it over to the FBI. All of that was real. And yet Twitter, they banned the New York Post. They didn't just censor the story. They banned the New York Post from being on Twitter for a period of time. And let's add, too, in fairness to Elon Musk, we're talking about people having a right to free speech. He is going to work to ban all the bots that really spam Twitter with misinformation. Yeah, I saw reports about all these Republicans, conservatives that now have added, like, hundreds of thousands of followers since he took over. I don't know if that's true or not. It seems kind of crazy that, you know, after he takes over, that, that would be... That would be happening. Easy to buy followers. Um, and that was another. <laughs> right. I saw another thing about how like the New York Times has like sixty five million followers, but yet they get an average of like fifty retweets for all their posts. So, like, really? The, yeah. Like they have. You know. Wow. The left media has basically bought up all these followers. Yeah. Twitter, worse. Twitter's maybe coordinated with them to you know give them more followers. Well, let me ask you guys: Are either of you on Twitter? All the time. I have oh, yeah. to be for my job. Well, see, yeah, Twitter, right. I've always used Twitter, and then this raises a good point. I have always used Twitter as sort of a news source, right? Like, yeah. it used to be, before you had the mobile phones, maybe you go online, you pull up a Smash with his AOL subscription, you might pull up a- AOL News. Assuming you could dial or, in. Or, yeah, if you could get a dial in. Um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, you might read the headlines and things like that, and I feel like that's how I've used Twitter. Now, you bring up a good point, though, because... The company was struggling, and I don't really see, from an economic standpoint, the company isn't like Facebook where it makes a tremendous amount of revenue off of advertising. Yeah. Because Twitter just isn't, you know, there's not, you know, you're limited, you're, A, you're limited to number of characters. Right. Um, you know, I, I just don't see it as, a, a, you know, they obviously have a lot of information about people, which can be useful, can be used to make money. But it's also interesting because, like, he's not doing this, I don't think because it's a good investment, like in terms of like, is he going to yeah. grow Twitter? Is Twitter going to become better financially? I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, everything else he's touched is. Well, is he might out. put ads on Twitter. Well, there are, I think there are sponsored ads. Are there? Not, I'm not on Twitter. I don't know. It's just not the same because, and maybe they can find ways to do this in terms of like targeting. Cause Facebook's just very unique in that people have pages, right? Right. So businesses, it's a business. You kind of have to have, a Facebook page, you can right. promote that, you can post things, share yep. it, all right. those things. Twitter is more right. limiting in terms of what you can do. Um, so I don't know that there's a huge upside in terms of the, the business itself of Twitter, but it'll you know it'll be interesting to see how it plays you out. You see Twitter as possibly the new world free press? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's how it's been, and that's what's so concerning about the new how they used it, how Twitter used it as a weapon against... Yeah you know, political opponents, because yeah. I do think for the average Joe out there who has a Twitter handle yeah. and just wants to get the news, they were being fed a biased version exactly. of reality. And so yeah. if Elon Musk, that's why he's such a threat to the left, right? Because if he goes in and yeah, you may have people that, you know, like the founder of BLM and others who've dropped off of Twitter and, right. you know, to whatever. I actually personally, I, I hate social media. I think it's destroying our country. Yeah. Like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of it is not good for us. People take it too far and too seriously. Right. In my mind, so if I'm posting something on social media, it is there for your information or entertainment. I am exactly. doing it for a public audience, and too many people either take it as, I need to force my political views right down your throat. Exactly. Oh, I can't believe the left's doing this, the right's doing that. And then, of course, there's the oversharers as well. Oh, I have a nosebleed today, and oh, my stomach's bad, so they're going to test my stool. Listen to test my stool. <laughs> I'm listening to Solly over here. I'm thinking our little boy's growing up. I know he's really he never used to talk like this. He's, man. he's fantastic. But here's the thing about that with with what you're saying though. It's not only is it divisive in a way that yeah. we've never had a platform like, like you could write letters to the editor. That would be the analogy, right? Yeah, that's like back it. in the day, right. like your neighbor Sally may have upset you because she wrote a letter to the editor that you didn't like. But it wasn't going to be as easy to sort of openly disagree with people and voice your opinions and all these things. So it's divided us. Number one, number two, I think it's created a real, uh, 
you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. This, this, you know, they talk about kids on Instagram, like yeah. TikTok. Like, I mean, it's caused suicide and mental, you know, mental health issues where yeah. it's like you see the best of the best on, you know, people aren't necessarily posting the worst times in their lives, right? It's always the best things, the vacations, yeah, right. the all the good things in their lives. Other people see it had, and they're so. like, oh, well, man, yeah. maybe my life's not so great. I don't have these things to post. So it's really created, I think it's, it's helped facilitate, you know, a lessening of, mental health in america because people go on and it's like right. you would never care about what people you went to high school or college were doing yeah prior right. to, i mean like back in the day like and that's it what you had like high school reunions right. and maybe you rent the lamborghini to show up and act yeah, like right. you're successful but like today it's like every day you're faced with it yeah. every day you go on you see like you can't help but see what other people are doing and you know it's like it's the keeping up with the joneses grass is always greener you know and, that, think- and i think it it hurts society overall you think this is better to be called instead of social media anti-social media? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's social social harm as well. Yeah, social unjust social, unrest. Social. social media for too many has replaced socialization. Oh, look at wow. Solly. Clip that off. Little boys growing up. It has. And it's it's artificial. It's yeah. also not yeah. real. And and that's Solly Twitter, made. at least I think it like you talk about news. Getting news out to people, it is a very efficient way to read headlines and, and kind of see what's going on in the world. But again, if it's slanted or if it's you know if they're preventing all sides from being available to the masses, that's a problem because it is it isn't you know it is there there really isn't competition. I mean, Trump has tried with his truth, yeah. Um, what's it called? Truth, uh, truth, yeah. Truth, truth social, social. which right. my understanding of that is it's it's kind of a hybrid of like Twitter, Facebook, and. Instagram. It's not just the yeah. Twitter feed. And Parler tried. And then what happened to Parler? Amazon Web Services, who was hosting Parler, shut it down. Yep. I mean, you want to talk about collusion of the, you know, social. And that's the thing about this guy on MSNBC. He's talking about, well, do we really want billionaires to be able to control? Things? Well, look what they did to Parler. Yeah. I mean, you've got Amazon, Jeff Bezos, who's a left wing, you know, nut job. And he now owns the Washington Post. So every story that comes through the Washington Post has a slant to it. Jeff or was it Jeff Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. Facebook. I mean, the influence they control with respect to the news feed and all that stuff, pretty alarming. So it's like now you got a guy who frankly I don't view as like super conservative. He's I think truly yeah. a free speech proponent right. buying Twitter and they're going crazy. Yeah, I never looked at him as a conservative or or a liberal to tell you the truth. He just a guy in the app has a lot of money, can do space things. And did you ever see that pickup truck that uh, that they developed uh, off of? Oh yeah. Oh, that was badass. I don't know what happened to it, man. Well, and I also worry that he's going to be, you know, now he's got he's got going to be under the microscope, right? There was oh, already yeah. talk. The yeah. SEC. Oh, now they're going to investigate him. Like who? I mean, it's kind of one of those things. Like once they, you know, put their crosshairs on you, yeah. uh, who knows what's going to happen with them? Oh, there is no telling, but. It all goes into control, and that's the beauty of Twitter. Even the beauty of Facebook is you have a degree of control over who you follow, where you get your news. Is it much harder now, like I said a little earlier in the podcast, about having to find your sources when you have hundreds or thousands to choose from versus, say, a dozen at the max? Sure, it's harder, but I think we owe it to ourselves as Americans, as members of society who help determine our country's fate by voting in elections to be informed, to find the sources we believe are credible, that we believe can help us inform and make the right decisions. Or you're just going to seek out the views you already agree with. That I mean, too. that's that's sure. basically what's happening in society. And that's why I think everyone should just get off social media and the internet and go on an RV trip like we did. Oh, last, yeah. You, last weekend. Your RV trip. <laughs> you went to Branson, I think? We did. Yeah. We went down to Table Rock uh, Lake, unplugged, did not... What a did segue. not did not watch the internet or watch the internet did not did not watch TV yeah for four days you got a TV did not in really RV, check, man. huh you got a TV in there RV. are TVs com. but we didn't and and I will say I'll, I I did try to watch TV but we yeah. were having issues with our <laughs> antenna oh yeah but I just kind of late at night I kind of I got this new antenna that pulls in uh, local channels yeah. wherever you are mm-hmm. so I wanted to check out see if Ned Reynolds was doing anything on KY uh, is it KY three in Springfield. I don't know. I think so. I don't know if he's still doing TV, but you can watch down there on Channel 10, Steve Savard anchoring the news. That's right. So I was just hoping I could pull in local news late at night because we have the TV on the outside. So the kids had gone to bed. We were hanging outside, campfire, all that. 
Um, but but it didn't get it, and honestly, I wasn't upset by it when the TV didn't come through. I j- actually just got a smart TV that we're going to hook up in there. So oh, yeah? You can piggyback off the yeah. internet and do like YouTube TV. You from find it. it hard to speak with your wife in conversational terms? Oh. <laughs> or do you just why text you need her? TV or, yeah, or you just <laughs> no, that's what right. I'm saying. It was nice to not worry about watching TV or, and just being outside. Yeah. I mean, we had we had amazing weather last weekend. Yeah, It was 85 degrees. The kids got in the lake. That's great. The kids stripped great. down of their underwear and yeah. ran into the Table Rock Lake. Yeah, uh, We had this little, the RV park is right on the lake. So you had this little, they called it a beach. That's a loose term for this. It was basically yeah. rocks, rocks, like leading into rocks the water. Rocks are not a beach, are they? No, I would Sand like, is a beach. You would not it? like play. If you played in this quote unquote sand, you would yeah. end up in the hospital. <laughs> so smash, are we going to go sunning at the Mississippi River Beach downtown? Now that's basically what it would be like. Um, but the water <laughs> wasn't right. that cold. Uh, went out on the lake. The wind was insane. We went yeah. fishing. Had a fishing guide. Me and Freddie uh, got out there. And yeah. This kid can cast, man. I'm telling you. He yeah. might. Johnny Morris, look out. I think I think he found a new hobby because he was super into it. It was a little emasculating because we had a fishing guide and he was kind of telling my son how to <laughs> how to fish. Emasculating. <laughs> but he was great. <laughs> Hooked on Branson. If you're in the market for a fishing guide, they're great down there. Yeah. Uh, you can you can check them out on the internet. Hooked on Branson. Great. I mean, is the Branson guy picks you hip, up. Hip, nah, oh, the, Southwest Missouri, I'm telling you, is, in my opinion, outpacing the St. Louis region. I think there's more going on down there. They yeah. seem to have things together. Business seems to be booming. You got a guy like Johnny Morris, not unlike the you know Taylors and other people in St. Right. Louis who are doing things, but I think it could be uh, in 20, 30 years, you know, with Table Rock, with all he's doing yeah. with golf and tourism, Big Cedar. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. Center of the country, too. Yeah, that's the issue, though, is just getting there. I mean, it's four hours yeah. from St. Louis, and that was an interesting drive. You, th- yeah. you think Disney's staying in Florida? <laughs> we'll see. Where are they going to go? They can't. I know, that's the thing. They can't just pick too. up. Yeah. They can't just pick up and move. You know, yeah. Magic Kingdom. Because originally why, Disney was supposed to be in the Midwest in the St. Louis region. That is correct. Walt Disney, who's actually from Missouri, yeah, grew up in Kansas City, I believe, uh, wanted to put. Walt Disney World in St. Louis, right. but Anheuser Busch, or I guess who would have been yeah, August what? Bush, the first Bush. or second, June, August Junior, Gussie. Right. They wouldn't right. sell beer. They weren't going to sell beer at Walt Disney World, and they basically said, "Well, if you're not going to sell beer, we're not going to let you set up shop here." Because they like the central location. Sure. Now, obviously, I think they wanted Florida, it downtown on the Arch grounds. Was that? It? I mean, I know I, I don't know all the details, but that would have been. I think you're right. It was going to be downtown. Yeah. Well, it obviously didn't happen, and now they're probably better off being in Florida because they have all the land and the weather, sure. and they can be more of a year-round. But they're trip. their own state in Florida, aren't they? Well, so that's what's interesting. They had a lot of carve-outs uh, from the state of Florida that the Florida legislature and Governor DeSantis are stripping them of. It's costing Disney. Literally, their stance on the transgender stuff is costing them billions of dollars. And it's it's kind of refreshing to see that happen to a woke organization because I feel like for so long it's people on the right who when they speak up or, or try to voice their opinions they're you know crushed and silenced and made destitute yeah. and now Disney for taking what I consider to be just an irresponsible position like why are you weighing in on this like I don't understand like as a company their CEO actually initially was like hey we're not we're not going to weigh in on this and then he got internal pressure and then decided yeah. oh yeah we're going to fight to right. strike down and, this law and Disney's fight says that the move to dissolve the district isn't legal because they still have outstanding bond debts and that they can't legally be dissolved until those debts are covered. Right. So there's uh-huh. basically they created like a taxing district is my understanding. It, and from the way I understood it from the articles that I read, Disney actually winds up paying more in that and they actually get more tax revenue than some of the other parks that got incentives and are in regular districts instead of self-governing. Here's my advice. Forget about Walt Disney. Forget about Disney World. Take your family down to Branson. Silver Dollar City, yeah. Whitewater, you got Big Cedar Lodge, you got Dogwood Canyon. Have some wholesome family fun down in Branson. Keep your tax dollars or keep your keep your tourism dollars yeah. here in the state of Missouri. You won't be disappointed. I mean, you could spend you could spend weeks down in Branson. You really could. I mean, I feel like we just scratched the surface in four days. So I hope to go to Branson someday. It's been a long time since I've been to <laughs> Have Branson. you ever been? Long, 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 long time ago when it wasn't hip. Yeah. As I understand it, Branson's I don't know hipper it's really, than it was. So you've got like old Branson, which is the strip, 
yeah. where they've got yeah, the that's shows. Where I was. I feel like that is kind of old Branson. Although I did go to, and uh, let's see, what year was that? It would have been two thousand Christmas of two thousand fourteen. Mrs. Milton and yeah. I went down to Branson and we saw Andy Williams of Moon River. Oh, I'd love to see that, man. The Osmonds and the Lennon sisters. Yeah, you remember them? Yeah, well, you know, I tell you what, it was Andy Williams <laughs> that ruined my life as a kid, man. Oh, let's hear this. Well, my mom, she would always make me wear sweaters. Like, Andy Williams always wore sweaters. And then she put me in corduroy pants. And rubbing the corduroy <laughs> pants, you ever rub your, your legs? Oh, yeah. You've talked about the corduroys rubbing your thighs a dozen That's times. Andy Williams' fault, man. <laughs> That's Andy Williams. Well, so that what they did is for this holiday show, he was obviously dead by this point. So they had like a hologram of him singing... And then they had the Osmond oh, brothers. Really? The Osmond brothers and the Lennon sisters. Not the good ones, but like the like Donnie wasn't there. So there's some other Osmonds yeah. that are singers. Oh, the, oh, the Osmond brothers. It wasn't right. Donnie and Marie. Correct. Yeah. So they performed and then the Lennon's and they and Marie and I were sitting there clapping and yeah. you know, just we probably brought down the median age by quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, it was like busloads of senior citizens. We had a nice time because we'd never been down there. And we went to Dogwood Canyon that time, which is an awesome, uh, <clears throat> like a nature preserve yeah. that Johnny Morris built. And you can trout fish there. And uh, Big Cedar's got this. We went up to this thing called Fun Mountain. Uh, so the kids loved it. They had like laser tag, golf carts, bumper bumper cars. Um, so we did that. Had a nice meal up there, top of the rock. I mean, there's just so much to do down there. How about this inflation that's going on, man? Were you able to... <laughs> To have enough money to go to barely the gas, the gas prices on the RV were substantial. Now yeah, I will that. say, Southwest Missouri, hit, especially the Springfield area, has some of the cheapest gas prices in the state. Uh, it was about three eighty, which I thought was pretty consistent. With I'll tell you where we right. stopped though. We stopped at the new Wally's out there in Fenton on the way uh, out there. It's like this mega like convenience store. Yeah, there's only two in the country. Right. I've been to the other one in Pontiac actually. I'll tell you what's frustrating though. So we get. We go to Wally's, okay, and we're getting set on the RV. It wasn't that far from, you know, our house, and I'm like, I want to stop at Wally's. We're going to go to Wally's. So Henry takes the older kids inside. Webb is sleeping in the car seat. We brought Marty, the dog, with us. So I'm like, you go in, get what you want to get, and then come back, eat on the RV. You know, we'll eat a little something on the RV. So I go in, and I'm, like, overwhelmed. It's sensory overload when you're oh, going yeah. to Wally's because there's, like, 10 different kiosks where you can get food, all this stuff, you know, pizza. Where, where is this at? 44 yeah. and bowls, like, across. Really? Like, before you get to, like, by, past the soccer park yeah. on the. It's at the very far western edge of the old Chrysler plant site. On the north side oh, really? of 44. Yeah, oh, it's huge. Okay. I mean, they probably have 150 like fuel bays. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, really, I think it's 70 something gas pumps and they've got, you know, huge restrooms, basically no waiting in line. <laughs> I, didn't re- notice, the, I, I guess I didn't use the restroom because we have a restroom on the RV, which is yeah. a real perk. But I did notice just the size, like the inside of it's enormous. But back. So what happened was I get some pizza. All right. I get two slices of pizza. Delicious. Um, they got a little jerky store. So I, That's I was one of their specialties. Jerkies? Jerky is? Yeah. So I ordered, a, I get a package of jerky, and I get a package of sausage, which was infused with jalapeno and cheddar. Ooh. And I'm really excited about this sausage. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, very excited about yeah. it. Yeah. So I get all my stuff, and I'm kind of, I don't know, a little disheveled. I'm trying to, I get a large fountain soda, and I'm just kind of struggling to get out the door. And I get in the RV, and I sit down at the nice booth, and I have my pizza, and Kids are starting to fuss, and yeah. it's just kind of chaos. So I jump in the driver's seat, and we're back on the road. So I'm driving along, and I, hey, honey, you know, try to, can you grab me that sausage that I got at Wally's? <laughs> She's like, what sausage? You know, like, <laughs> uh, well, it was in the package. You know, it was in the bag. And she looks for it for literally three seconds, you know. Yeah. One of those, I'm like, okay. She's like, I don't see it. I'm like, okay, just. Can you look a little harder? I'm driving this yeah. massive bus. Yeah. I can't be, you know, messing with this. Can you look? Well, she looks, and then we end up stopping at a gas or a rest stop a little bit down the road. I look, and I can't find it. So I left the damn sausage and the jerky. Ooh. Oh, at the, at wow, the, really? I know what happened. I got distracted because yeah. I'm getting texted while I'm in there. Alice wants a ring pop. Alice wants a ring pop. So then I'm having to search around <laughs> the massive candy wall to try to find a ring pop. So I think what happened was, I had sort of checked out, and then I had to go for the ring pop. 
I was more worried about the ring pop for my sweet little daughter than yes. the sauces and the jerky. You're a good dad. That's now, I mean, somebody got to enjoy. I mean, that was probably $15, $20 worth really? of sausage and jerky yeah. that I left. I, I ain't saying this the wrong way, but <laughs> I look at you over here and you're kind of like, I told you one first thing that I told you, don't eat before you, you jump on a mic, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking to myself, what kind of danger would you be to your family <laughs> eating sausage and jerky? <laughs> In the confines of the size of what that RV is, it wouldn't be pretty smashed. But it was, it was a. I was so I can't even describe <laughs> what I'm you. I'm thinking to myself. I can't now. describe to you how excited I was about those items because I yeah. like when I'm driving the RV. It's nice to be able to snack on something that's right. you know not messy and yeah. kind of. Yeah, then, exactly. So I right, lost man. it. Yeah. Like, do you think if I'd have gone? See, that's the other thing. I was like, honey, can you call them and just? What are they going to do if they have it? Well, I don't know. Put it in the fridge. We get it on the way back. Yeah, you know stuff like that. I was trying to. No, you, know. you see something like that, you get it. You you take it. Somebody leaves. You it. think somebody took it? Oh, definitely so, man. I would have. <laughs> well, I assume someone did. It's still wrapped. It ain't like a. It's no, not, and, I, I, and I had it sliced. Yeah. I had the sausage sliced. Nice. It was a pound of sausage. That'd have been good. I man. think it was like fifteen dollars for that, and then I bought a bag of jerky. Yeah. So. I'm gonna go back though, because that place, I'm telling you, I was there was too much going on for me to really enjoy the experience. So I'll have Your to go kids back. Kids eat that much. stuff too, man. No, not really. No, well, Jerky, good. they will someday though. They eat they? a high diet of carbs. They eat a lot of <laughs> muffins. They do. They man. eat chocolate chip muffins. Kids eat carbs every day. Yeah. Um, brown cosmic brownies. It's terrible. We're the yeah. worst parents ever as far as their diet goes. Well, now how come? Society? But they're like really fit. Like Freddie's like a lean. Kid, he's just well, it's because of their age. He's real active. Because I carbo carbo out on a massive basis, and I'm like, you know, rhinoceros <laughs> size over here. The kids, well, yeah, he's really active, that, and he, yeah. you know, he's literally going from like he'll wake up at six, and I mean, he's going for fourteen hours. By eight o'clock, that kid is out. He's asleep. You don't yeah. have to. He's always been a really good sleeper. Yeah. Can so, I ask you another question, man? Parenting advice or what? No, man. Well. Relationship advice. Oh, God. Are you ready? Yeah. If either of you guys watch this Amber Heard, Johnny Depp uh, thing that's going on. I honestly have not. No I've, clue. I've seen, like, great topic. Neither Let's move on. No. That's <laughs> why we, we all had a good conversation going about Amber Wally's Heard. and parenting. Then he, changed, yeah. he goes 180. I don't know anything about it. I know he sued her for defamation. Yeah, she like but said who, all kinds of bad stuff about him yeah. and, and vice versa. I've never been. A I'm Johnny thinking Depp. to myself, you ruined both of you guys' careers. You ruined both your careers if you kept though? your mouth shut. You'd still have careers possibly, and you just go your different ways. You know, yeah. instead of you have put this out in uh, in the court of public opinion, shall we? Say. Well, now you're spending millions on litigation and for and to wasting what end? money like that, man. To what end? Yeah, I don't yeah. understand it. I don't know anything about it. You ever so. thought about being a divorce attorney? Man? Never. It's awful. Yeah. It's. I mean, so here's the thing. So we deal with it sometimes in the context of oftentimes when people are going through a divorce, you know, financial tax issues can yeah. be a major, uh, sure. either a known issue or they yeah. get divorced and, oh, gee, my ex didn't file the last 10 yeah. years of taxes yeah. or, you know, we filed and I didn't know we owed eight years of, you know, owed 500 grand to the IRS or whatever the case may be. So tax problems often come up in the context of divorce, family law. And that's, so that's kind of my experience with it, which yeah. is enough to know it's not an area that I would ever want to be involved in. Now you might say, well, it's a, you know, great area and you're help. I mean, there's not really a lot of like good outcomes in a divorce situation. Yeah. Right. I mean, people need counsel. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, you Solly would have been a good uh, divorce counselor. Um, <laughs> I could have been. <laughs> he could be a mediator. He could be a mediator. Yeah. So that's the thing, too. Like, in the divorce context, you're often, you know, it's similar to what we do on the, con like, tax problems. Obviously. Yeah. It's often people, you're dealing with individuals, people that maybe don't have experience with lawyers, and um, unless you've been through, like, three or four divorces, by that point, you're probably yeah. pretty familiar <laughs> with the drill. Um, but I think in most cases, people going through divorce probably want to resolve it, like, as amicably as amicably as possible right for two reasons like it's going to cost you a fortune if you have a you know huge contested divorce with you know kids always complicate things too and you're yeah. dealing with custody yeah. and custody can often determine how much money one side's going to have to pay the other in terms of child support and then you get into issues like 
alimony and maintenance. Alim- alimony is different. Alimony is, they call it maintenance in Missouri. It's like the amount of money one spouse has to pay to the other, yeah. you know, as a result of uh, the marriage and things like that. So it gets pretty ugly. Um, and again, like with kids involved, it's just, it's, it can be brutal. And sometimes they have to appoint what's called the guardian ad litem. Uh, it's an attorney that is basically their job is to represent the kids. So if the really? parents can't agree or, or figure out, you know, what's the best for the kids, then you have a third party who serves as that guardian for the child, the minor child to determine, you know, what is in the best interest of the child. And then the judge considers if it's a contested divorce, the judge can consider that their opinions about who's best to raise the kids and have All custody. Right. All right. So I don't understand this. All right. I understand Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I don't understand how the government can say everybody's got to wear masks on the plane and then some judge out of some city, I'm just at random, says, no, they don't, and you don't have to wear a mask on the plane anymore. How's that play? Right. So the federal judge in Florida, who is a Trump nominee, said that the mask mandate from the, I guess it's the CDs. No, it's it, it flowed from the TSA, which is part of the Homeland Security. Yeah. Uh, they, the judge, somebody sued to challenge the enforceability of the mask mandate. And when you make administrative rulings or you issue administrative orders, they cannot be arbitrary capricious. It's similar to the argument we made in our Missouri mask lawsuits, which was you've got uh, these school districts or superintendents basically enacting public health orders, and they didn't have a rational basis for doing so. It's arbitrary and capricious to force people to wear masks when everyone has acknowledged that cloth masks don't work, yeah. that if you're going to allow them to wear, you, you're forcing them to wear a mask, but then you let it off, let them off to, you know, eat food and drink on a confined space. It just doesn't make sense. So I think part of the ruling was uh, the, you know, there was no rational basis for the, for the order to be in place. And so the judge had, a, has the authority to strike it down and say, you know, this, this law is unconstitutional, this order is unconstitutional. And therefore, you know, people don't have to abide by it. You're a basketball fan. What do you think about the NBA playoffs that are going on right now, man? How about Brooklyn getting swept? I, I have not. Why? I, I saw there was something kind of about life you lead you Kevin. I mean, this is like this basketball is like player. a firing squad here. Sally Smash is coming at me oh, from yeah. all angles. You're uh, a baller, We do a lot man. of show prep, as you guys can tell. Uh, the NBA, uh, I'm just not into the NBA this year. I, in prior right. years, I would have been much more into it. Um, kind of over Celtics all Celtics of the Warriors, that's who's going to be, man. Uh, I would other. love to see Jason Tatum on the yeah, Celtics. That would be good. Uh, you can't rule out the Suns. I'm a big Suns guy. Always have been. Yeah, but what's his name is uh, is out <laughs> and he's out right now. Hey, Booker could be back yeah. for Game Six. Devin Booker. Oh no, kidding! I thought he was out for like six weeks. Yeah, you had him, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. That's a pretty formidable big three. Man, I yeah. tell you what, Chris Paul. It's amazing that guy. Yeah. He's got to be. I think he's close to 40. He's 40-something. Because yeah. I remember, so he played at Wake Forest. Yes. I was a sophomore at the University of Illinois. Wake Forest uh, played at Illinois. They were the number one team in the country. Illinois was number three. It was the final four run for Illinois, Darren Williams, Deep Brown. So I was thinking to myself, God, he's got to be, you know, he was Chris Darren Paul Williams. Paul turns age. 37 next week. Okay, so he's a year older than me, so I'm 36. You're 36. But he's still playing in the NBA. Yeah. You look more mature than that for some reason. Uh, look, because it's my receding hairline. Kids as old as my, my, <laughs> you got a kid older than my you, frumpy, fact. my frumpy uh, pleated pants help show a little more age. Um, You're a frump. My frumpy, frumpy dad jeans. Um, yes, yeah, so he's a year older. Than, wow, that's crazy. I mean, I guess I could still be playing in the NBA if I had talent. Then, if I was, if I had the talent, I could still be going at thirty-seven. Especially if you were maybe six inches taller. Yeah, six inches would help. <laughs> Certainly help. Six ten, I could have been something. Six, How about four. the NBA draft? Anybody into God, that Jesus in this room here? Christ. I mean, who is oh, Oscar who came to the MAC? Oscar Chishuizaway is going back to Kentucky. I saw. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I haven't even been able to keep track of the draft because you had so you've had so many people declaring <laughs> that'll Smash all come. Brings, Smash brings up the NBA draft. All right, let's just rewind. I'll, I'll, he brings up the NBA draft. I, know I, I reference the National College Basketball Player of the Year, who's you know would be in the conversation of the NBA draft, and uh-huh. he says he doesn't even know who that is. So what did you want to talk about? On I this? just talked about it. <laughs> I'll worry about the NBA draft once we get through the NFL draft and the NBA finals. 
That's okay. Sally has spoken. No more. Right. No more. I'm with Sally. No. Sally's being right. a sports Celtics would be fun. Celtics would be good. Uh, I don't care. I really don't about yeah. who wins the NBA. I would like. To, I like the Bucks. I like uh, what's his name. Yeah. Giannis, uh, Giannis. and even the Bucks injuries are starting to really play a role in these playoffs. Right. Chris Middleton looks like he's going to be out for the second round series. So somebody else is going to have yeah. to step up to be the number mm. two option. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, Giannis really screwed up. He should have changed his name when he went to the, like, I feel like it really hurts your marketing well, when no one can, Bob when no one like can pronounce you. No, just be Giannis. Just the Greek like freak. Madonna. Yeah. Cause I mean, I feel like it really That's hurts. Good, your, I really think it hurts your marketing. Yeah. When no one can pronounce well, his name is Giannis. Giannis, he's John Greek, Greek, right? I was born in Greece. It's Greek for John. Giannis is his name. Yeah. And so, but the Americans pronounce this Giannis. And uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. If he'd have just kept it to a one name, yeah. like LeBron. Everybody yeah. knows LeBron. You sure. Know? And and this guy was ferocious last yeah. year in the NBA no shit. Finals. Yeah. No, oh, shit. oh, God. I guess I can say that. We, we hey, can say that. It's radio I, instincts never fade away. I, yes. So what's going on in Greece? I want to flip it on Smash. What's going on in Greece today? Today? I mean, remember when they were, like, going? I mean, they were having, like, a collapse of their economy and the Greek uh, yeah. currency. Somebody came the to the rescue. Somebody came to the rescue, bailed them out, and nobody said nothing about it because you keep Sometimes that kind of stuff, quiet. But I always think of Greece and like, what's the industry? It's just tra- tourism, and that's a big. I mean, a lot of people would. They're, they're uh, Greeks, the tourism. Yeah, it's big. I'd like big. to go there sometime. Oh yeah, it's uh, beautiful. I hear. I haven't been there since I was two when I left. So you left there at two years old. At wow. Two years of age, man. I wish I, I'd have gone back. I had opportunities to go back and never went back, man, because I was always working. And now I ain't got the money to go back. So now you got a nose. You got a chronic nosebleed. And I, I couldn't go back with this uh, balloon that's dangling <laughs> out of my nostril. <laughs> I almost lost my breakfast earlier when you came in. Hey, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the beauty of it is I'm going to get well. You are. And I had a, a nostril that would not stop bleeding. Mm. Sally, you ever had anything that wouldn't stop bleeding? Man? I have not uh, had the pleasure of having to deal with that, but I can just say that right now your current state is actually good for the show <laughs> because as long as you look like that you somehow escaped through the booger patrol... We're not yeah. going to be tempted to eat much before the show. For sure. And I really wanted to go to Rosalita's. I want to, I will, I'm going to go to Rosalita's after the show. Oh, after the show, we've got them. full appetites. Well, I don't know what to put a mask on Smash to cover the nose. Well, that's why I, I don't I'm know. Carrying, you know I don't you, like the mask, but I'm carrying you're one. You're carrying that smart. Because I, well, I don't want people. I have this tube that's dangling out of my uh, nose. Uh, and, and it is a tube made of sponge uh, that's catching. Uh, Mark just took his headphones yep, out. We're done. It comes out on Monday. All right. Well, I look forward to that. We'll do Rosalita's next week after the after the dangling sponge is out. You missed it. We went. We did have our firm uh, end of tax season party at Rosalita's um, a couple weeks ago. God, it was a good. It was so good. Rosalita's we went for happy hour. The, man. the yeah. freaking happy hour there. Yeah. Unbelievable. The margaritas oh, that you boy. get. The house margarita at happy hour. I think it's like six dollars. A big yeah. old pint glass. Yeah. Get that salt on the rim. Mm. Yeah. Chips and salsa. The bottomless chips and salsa. And I had, of course, my uh, my steak appetizer dish with the fajita set up. Now that's impressive best, that man. you had enough room for that after the chips and salsa. I was uncomfortable. Yeah, because chips and salsa, man. Load up. I was uncomfortable. Easy. The best. Uncomfortably full, but it was so good. I recommend Rosalita's yeah. Cantina. You can check them out downtown. Now yeah, ba- right. baseball season's underway. You can go stop there before or after a game. You can also check them out out in, would you call that the pair? It's the pair. It's the pair. On Manchester, just just west of 270. Yep. Check them out at rosalitascantina.com for all their hours, menus, and specials. You won't be disappointed. It's the best Tex-Mex you'll find in the St. Louis region. I actually just... Uh, made a recommendation. I have a friend who's coming into St. Louis from out of town. Was trying to well, let me ask you this. This is a good. This is a good segment. All right. How much? Time? Well, it doesn't matter. We can keep yeah. going for as long as Podcast we want. Goes long. So, if someone was coming to St. Louis from out of town, never been here before, yeah. where would you tell them to go? For what? Just like if they're bringing their family and the well, here, Rosalita's is a must. Yeah, Rosalita's. Yeah, and I said so. They're they wanting to see a Cardinals game. So I said I would yeah. stay downtown for sure. Yeah, stay at the ballpark, Hilton. Or the I actually think Absolutely. the Union Station uh, Aquarium Hotel would be kind of a cool spot to stay. It's a little dicey the walk from there to Bush, oh, yeah. But that'd be a cool place to stay if you got kids. The Drury's for people that don't know Drury Hotels. I said maybe stay at the Drury downtown because they got right. the buffet and right. uh, the uh, manager's special. But 
it was kind of it got me thinking and i kind of got excited about it i started typing like a really long email because we have so many cool things to do in st louis we do i would really i would send them restaurant wise I would send them to Seamus McDaniels in Dogtown. I've been eating there for 35 years. Okay. I love that place. That that chef salad is extraordinary. Why haven't you gotten them as a sponsor, Smash? Now, <laughs> now that because we have another food sponsor, sir. We can now, have more. Now that said, another good place to stay, maybe if you want to be a little away from downtown, is maybe over around the Forest Park area. Yeah, because you have everything at Forest Park. Yeah. If you stay at the hotel in the Forest Chase Park, Park Highlands. Plaza. Yeah. yeah, there's the Chase there, and by the hotel on the old St. Louis Arena site, there's another good burger place that doesn't get named because they don't sponsor. That's all right. You can name Max. Ma- Max, Max Local Eats, Eats is oh. right there. Yep. Yeah, Maybe the best smash burger in town. It's yeah. probably one of the only places that I believe is worth paying a premium for a smash burger. But here's the sad thing, because she, uh, she was asking, well, is it safe? I'm like, no, it's not really safe downtown unless it's yeah. a Cardinal game. Yeah. If there's a Cardinal game and you're staying at one of the hotels down there and you can walk walking distance, oh. I would say, yes, it is. And it's sad. Oh, can we take public transportation? I, yeah, we have a great system. I wouldn't take it because it's I, not safe. Now, that right? said, I will disagree with you. I have been taking the last couple of years Metrolink regularly to Blues games, Cardinals games, and not always going with the ball game crowds. And I have very rarely seen anything that was threatening. But you know what, man? People look at you <laughs> on a train and they think Charles Bronson. <laughs> Seriously. I think Charles Bronson. Oh, I do give mess with people this guy. Don't fuck, yeah, don't mess with this guy. That's an interesting take. Smash. It is, yeah. Charles Bronson. Pretty offensive, but yeah. also an interesting take. He's so you almost, think they see Solid and they think, I ain't messing with this dude. You know, we know of the three of but us. But they got saw on me in my gabardines, my pleated gabardines in my tie. I'm fresh meat. Well, you see, with you, they'd know that there's actually something to be had. If they come <laughs> looking at poor radio schmoes like smashing me, with his they're going to be like, okay, with his we, nine, if this, we take his bag, what are we going to get? Two dollars? This 1980s Cleveland Browns jacket. We're going to take. We're going to. We're going to mug him for it. Uh, it's an interesting point, but I will say it's disappointing because. Yeah, if it was safe, I'd say, hey, yeah. Because she said one of the questions yeah. was, do we need to rent a car? Yeah. I said, well, ordinarily I would say yes. But if, you're, if your focus is, hey, we want to go downtown, go to the Cardinal Games, go to City Museum, go to, you know, those are some yeah. things I mentioned, Ballpark Village, the sure. Arch, go to the museum. Yeah. You don't really need a car. Yeah, but good point. to get to the airport, you'd have to Uber. Cause, but you should be able to take the Metro. Yeah. The yes. Metro would be awesome from the airport. Would, yeah. Except I don't even feel safe. Standing on the platform yeah. of the Metro, because there's know. no security. I mean, I have seen more security lately, but still, I don't know if they're armed. But I think if you take the Metro from the airport to either Forest Park or downtown, you'd be fine. Wasn't Forest Park just last week rated the number one in the nation? Yeah, number, number one, one park in the and yeah. it is. It, there, there's so much to do there, and a lot of it's the free. Zoo, yeah. man. The Some zoo, zoo yeah. the art museum. Just keep the in mind, boat. you still need reservations for the zoo. Do you really? Really? Yeah, they're they're continuing that COVID policy because they say it gives them a better feel for who's in the park and make yeah, sure it doesn't get wood. overcrowded. I'll tell you what, but nothing. Still free. Few things bring me greater joy in life than riding the miniature Zoo Line rail, Railroad. Oh, oh you'd that, be a good it conductor. Is, that that is was my, always that's the a best. great idea. And my grandmother was all. You know, she signed up for, I don't know whether, I think it was a membership. membership. So you get a free, you get free train. You get free train rides, the parking. As a kid, that was the best setup. Didn't have to worry about fighting for parking in Forest Park. That's what could be dangerous. And that's honestly a big reason I take the Metrolink is I've concluded that, you know what? Metrolink <laughs> may have its issues, but so does downtown. If something happens to me on the Metrolink, at least my car's safe at home. Yeah, I guess. Well, I yeah. keep laughing about Smash calling you. What'd you call him? Charles, Charles, you mean Charles Manson? Bronson. Who's Bronson? Oh, God, you people. Who's, you do, do you know who it is? I assume he meant Fred Manson. vaguely familiar with him. Charles Bronson was the original badass, man, before oh. any of these guys who were kicking everybody's ass. Charles Bronson was the original, they called him the original vigilante. All right. So my, Sally is the vigilante. He is no, the vigilante. I, man. I got you. you look at a vigilante, you don't mess with a vigilante. But see, here's the problem. If you're Have like, you guys watched Peaky Blinders yet, by the way? I thought we were doing a St. Louis tourism bit. <laughs> Did you please, sir? <laughs> no, I got nothing. No. So I said I think renting a car would be recommended. But I really you could. And that's the sad thing. Like St. Louis is a very walkable downtown. Yeah. You I mean but you and really with, can't walk downtown. Well, there's night pockets. In the Louis, problem is man. there's like pockets where it's like, eh. But if you're going, like if they're staying at Ballpark Hilton 
or like the West and it's totally walkable and you walk to the games, you get Uber over to the brewery. I told yeah. him the brewery tour would be cool. Grant's farm a little further out. Awesome experience yeah, there. Farm's cool. There's a lot of cool stuff to do. So, and, uh, the magic house probably her kids are a little older. So magic magic, we love cool. the magic yeah. house. Yeah, that's for like younger place. kids. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you can check out Miller furniture when you're in town. You can check out one of their three locations, Belleville, Lake St. Louis and Ellisville. They might have to Uber or drive there, but be worth it. Smash. They could order. I don't know if they'll deliver yeah. to, uh, I'm getting ready to buy guys. a recliner off those guys. Are you? Yep, you yep, going to yep. Belleville? In Belleville. Yep. You taking a look at the showroom? Yeah. They had a big warehouse sale a couple of weeks ago. I wish I'd have known that. Well, you, <laughs> we talked about it on the show. I guess you were out that week, but yeah, I they'll was take out good care of you. Make sure the well, I guess so. Yeah. Talk to Jimbo, Jimbo Hand in the Belleville store. Yeah. Make, make sure you they know Milty and the Smash, yep. and I'm sure they'll take so they'll take great care of you over at Miller Furniture. You can check them out anytime. Miller Furniture. Com. Be sure to check out Rosalita's. We appreciate their sponsorship of the Mark Milton Show with the Smash and Solly broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. You can listen to us anytime on Apple iTunes. Or no, iTunes, podca- Apple Podcasts, I guess. That's what you call it. Anywhere you subscribe. Anywhere you pod- get podcasts. Anywhere. We're on any of the uh, major podcasts. Yeah, right. Appreciate you listening. We will be yep. back. Actually, we may not be back next week. I'm going to be out of town. Um, I don't know if we'll do a show next RV week. RV trip? Uh, headed down to Florida. I'm speaking at a conference Ooh. down in... Um, Get out of it. What are you speaking about? Fraud. Fraud. Yeah, yeah, talking about fraud. So (laughs) to a group of accountants, forensic accountants down at Florida Atlantic University is having a conference. Yeah. The title is Fraudulent Conveyances, Alter Egos, and Nominees. Oh, my. Talking about how. We got to talk about that here someday, man. Yeah, we can do a debrief on that. Um, Maybe next next show. Talk about the experience. I actually met the guy. The guy invited me. It's funny. I met him in a parade down at the. uh, in Florida. You were in oh, a wow. parade in Florida. Yep. He's a Secret Service Disney agent. Parade? Great guy. Secret Service agent. Uh, he had a Nationals t-shirt on. And I said, oh, he's a Nationals fan. He used to live in D.C. And started talking. He had just moved down to Florida. Was working for the Treasury Department out in D.C. And the rest is history. So oh, now I'm speaking they, in a conference in Florida. Taking Mama Milt. No kids. No kid. So companion, they, they companion found you <clears throat> to um, be a speaker. Are you well, a speaker on knew, a national basis, or what do you do, man? Yeah, I would say that, Smash. You can yeah, call me that. You want to call thinking. me a nationally uh, recognized speaker? I would say so. I think it's factually true, so we yeah. can say that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, deal. Nashville. Pretty good, man. Yeah, it'll be fun. It, yeah. uh, maybe uh, just hang out. Will it be on streaming or anything? I can watch it? Uh, I don't. I think you have to pay for the – it's like a continuing education for C- CPAs and uh, attorneys. I know you though, man. Um, I'll see what I can do. Maybe I can get you a coupon code or something <laughs> so you can watch it. <laughs> I'll let you know. This is the Mark Milton Show. We are out.